Welcome to the School for Small Business podcast, where small business owners come to learn the keys to running a successful small business on their own terms. We've been in your shoes, scaling from the basement to the boardroom. We understand the highs and lows of entrepreneurship. And the one thing we know, business doesn't have to be hard. Let us make it easy for you. No business degree required. Join us as we unpack what it really takes to have success. The time, the money, and the freedom that you desire, all while having a massive impact on the people you serve. It's okay to want it all. If you've ever referred to yourself as an accidental entrepreneur, this is the podcast for you. We're going to dive into the mindset, the strategy, and everything in between. While you're busy supporting others, let us support you. Welcome back to Small Business School. I am with Lindsay from the CMO Lab today, and I am so excited to be diving in because I am not a marketing expert, but you know, there's two things in business that you need to do. One is to be able to make money and one is to be able to keep money. Of course, I'm focused on the keeping money, but it always interests me on the making money part, how we can connect people with that knowledge to help you get in front of the right people. One of the themes that I've heard so often this last year was that we are using tactics without really looking at the bigger vision. And Lindsay, when you and I met and we started talking, that's really what you help people with. So I'm so excited for you to be on, for us to dive into that. Can you give us a little bit of an introduction to who you are and how you got to where you are now? Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. I am so excited to talk with you about this. Um, As you said, my name is Lindsay Breitweiser. I have been working in marketing and advertising for the past 15 years. I started in New York City at some of the biggest global ad agencies working on, you know, those brands that we all know and love. We see commercials for like Listerine and Sharp and Verizon and, um, from there, over the past 15 years, have gone more and more granular. So I started with some of these big campaigns, big budgets, and throughout the course of my career realized that's not 90% of the businesses out there. They need to know this knowledge too. So worked my way sort of, I'll say down, I kind of went in the reverse. So started with really big campaigns, went to regional agencies, and then one-on-one with individual business owners, really teaching them the skills and the knowledge gaps that sort of the big agencies have that they can implement as well. Okay. I think that is so cool because I always talk about how like really your approach and the strategy like even finances it's like fortune 500 yeah they've got like you know a cfo internally and they've got all these people looking at the numbers but they're just going more granular like the big picture is still the same so i love that you've seen like the granular pieces of how it all comes together but you also know that big picture and then you're like okay for a business at your stage you can cut out this and this and this and this and focus on these areas that are going to have the most impact so if you're working with a business owner What is the very first thing that you start with to help them have that understanding of like that, you know, the overall view, the forest for the trees? Gosh, I think the very first thing I often ask though, all these businesses that I work with, they're all going to come with their own unique sets of challenges or things that they're dealing with. But the first thing I always ask is what makes you money? And most of them don't know. Most of them are like, that's the problem. I don't know. I'm doing all these things. I think I need to hire. I don't know. There's too much on my plate. So I always start with, 
what makes you money? And if they don't know the answer, that gives me a pretty good idea of, okay, I know what we're working with. I know where we need to dive in, sort of your approach, what your approach has been lacking thus far. So that's usually where I start, which is really a non-traditional place for what people think of when they think of marketing. They don't think of what converts. They think of what social posts do I have to make or what emails or collateral do I have to make? So usually it's, that's where I start. And that usually takes people back kind of quite a bit. This is one of the reasons that I love you though, is like, how do you decide to make a social post on something when you don't know that that's what people want, that that's what like is going to sell? Like, let's go back to, you're right. Like what, what, what is selling? What are people wanting? Like that market research of like, what do people care about? And understanding your clients or customers before like all of a sudden wasting time on all these tactics, right? Like, yes, that's, it's not even um, like what to say in the social post to make you money. It goes, do you even need social? How'd you pick that as a tactic or as an avenue that was correct for you? And it's usually not steeped in any sort of data back decision. They're not like, oh yeah, I studied my target and the usage lines up with these platforms and they're willing to shop or they really are basing a lot of their tactical and marketing decisions off of just feelings or what other people are doing. So that's usually a huge indicator to me that I'm like, all right, we got to go back to the beginning, you've really never had a marketing plan. You've never looked at your data. I'm not convinced that you have strong target information. So it's not even if you have social, what do you say? It's why do you have that in the first place? What is it meant to achieve? How do you evaluate if it is successful or not? So it's a step before, I would say, all of that creative execution. I think I'm losing friends daily for asking those <laughs> questions because I have so many friends in marketing and lots of them have companies that help people with social media. And it actually doesn't matter whether we're talking marketing or like really any other profession, HR, accounting. Like I, there are so many people and we have experts in everything because over time there's actually like, yes, there's people who do need, you know, this specific product or this specific help. And that's, what's going to get them to the next level. So maybe, maybe social media has helped some businesses. So we have experts there, but that doesn't mean it's for your business. Right? Like yes, yes. I can play both sides of the fence on this one. I go back and forth just to myself, even daily. I'm like, specialists have hurt business owners, but then at the same time, specialists provide so much value. Where I think we end up hurting business owners is because if you don't have a solid grasp of marketing and how it's supposed to work, you likely haven't identified the resources that you need or truly understand what they're supposed to do. And I know every business owner out there and even every social media expert, probably your friends, have had a nightmare client or they've hired an agency and they're like, what am I spending all this money on? I'm not getting sales. Or the social media um, agency or freelancer has been like, they don't understand. Like social media is not for sales. Like this is not how it works. So I think a lot of specialists, it's really made it very difficult for the business owners who don't really understand marketing because they're hiring all these individuals and the individuals are like, I only do this piece. And then it doesn't work for them because they need a lot more than just that piece. <laughs> so there's I think so many levels to what you just said. Yeah. I'm like, blowing me away because first of all, you just said like 
I want to dig into the fact that you just said social media is not for sales, but (laughs) also it's like, I'm like, yeah, like they don't, it's like, we don't know what our budget is, right? We don't have the parameters around like, okay, so what do we have to spend? Because every expert could tell you like, this will have results. And every single one of those experts knows enough about marketing and selling their services that they're going to tell you like, I had these results for this client. And you're going to be like, amazing. I want those results. So we sign up, but it's for the wrong thing because we bought into the marketing instead of understanding our plan. And like, instead of us having a solid plan and being like, Hey, we've decided this is what we need. We're almost like taking the advice of like, okay, I need more, more profit in my business or I need more sales in my business. So who's going to tell me the best that they're going to do the best job for me. We're almost like asking them of like, Hey guys, what, what do you think I need? And whoever has the most compelling message wins instead of having that solid understanding within yourself. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and I play both sides of the fence because for marketers who do know or have been able to identify exactly what resource they need and they do understand how it integrates with everything else, a specialist is amazing to be like, I can just hire for this resource. But Mm -hmm. that's not usually what happens. Usually it's a business owner who's like, I don't know, I need this. Or um, we'll just use social media because it's visual and we all know it. So it's a great example. But I don't want to be like a social media bully, but they'll see people who are like, I'll grow your reach and I'll grow your following and I'll do this. And I I actually help review RFPs for business owners mm-hmm. who like, maybe they're not ready for a full plan, but they still need to understand what's going on. And more often than not, walking them through an RFP, I'm like, do you understand where this stops? Okay. They got you followers. Then what? What are you going to do with those people? Do they go into an email system? Are they segmented? Are you communicating with them? Do you have DMs? Like, it's a lot of... Do you understand how many touch points it's going to take and how many months right. of investing in this before you're going to Right. What's mm-hmm. the conversion window? What's your consumer journey? Like, all of that. And um, so a lot of times, yes, they're seeing these, like, results of, I can get you more impressions. I can get you more engagement. I can get you more followers. And the business owner in their mind is like, big net, more sales. Great. Like I'll just, more people know about me, more people just buy and I don't have to do anything to make that happen. Um, And that's where there's a huge disconnect. So they hire somebody and they're like, you look like you're going to get me these results. And they're thinking they're going to get sales. And the poor social media person's like, I'm not getting you sales. I'm getting you impressions. Like (laughs) they're not the same thing. So yeah, a big disconnect there. And i I feel for the specialist, there's frustration on both sides. The business owner's not happy. They have a client who's a nightmare probably because it's asking them for something that they don't do. So I, yeah, I play both sides of the fence on that one. I'm like, all the Mm -hmm. specialists and all the silos are really, really challenging for business owners. And, but also in the same time, if you do know what you need, it's a great resource. Yeah. And I mean, so it's funny because I was listening to a podcast with from my mentor yesterday and he was saying, you know, like, how do you buy online? And it's like, well, number one, I love a personal referral. And number two, I go check them out online to see what they're about. So it's like the social media, for example, isn't necessarily like your number one most important thing. It's the relationships because he's identified, I like personal referrals. So the relationships mm-hmm. that you have are, but then people are going to go check you out online. So it's like, almost then you have to like go back to your plan and be like, okay, how much time am I spending there? Is it about quality over quantity? You know, all the like, and everybody's different because other people, it's like, 
they've had success by putting out a mass amount of just videos like they did quantity over quality and like I think every approach can win but it's more about like you what you're offering how that ties in who your potential customers are and like so individual so if somebody was at a place right now where they're like okay you've told me not every tactic is for me You've also told me like probably everybody's trying to market me telling me their tactic is for me. <laughs> yeah. You know, how do you, so you're, you, you said you would ask people like, how do you make money? Mm-hmm. But then how do you decide like which tactics to use? Like, is that, is that where somebody like ask. yourself with all that like experience comes in or yeah, I guess I'm just like, I don't know. I, I think I need yeah. PR. I think I need social and a podcast and probably YouTube that I'm not even on. And I'm like, <laughs> maybe I need to write some blog posts. And yes. I'm like, so, yeah, so tell me where I'm at. The way you identify this and most people, I always say, and it's, I think these are the exact words on my website. It's like, you're a business owner. You're not a master marketer. Like no one expects you to be like, of course, this is confusing and frustrating and honestly like a huge drain because who wants to market themselves all the time um so i don't expect business owners to like know how to do this this is usually what a fractional cmo would do and what i teach people to do in the cmo lab it's you start from a top-down approach and you use your data to identify what's going on in your business that will tell you what your needle movers are and really direct you what tactics are appropriate and what are really going to help and actually give you results. So I never recommend, and um, I'll, I'll say a red flag for whoever's listening. If somebody's going bottom up, they're like, we're going to do these things. We're going to see how they work. We're going to try to reverse engineer ROI and then get you to your goal. It's not going to work. Never going to work. Top down. You have to start with where you want to go. You have to define your destination and that is financial. So usually a CMO will come in and they are really that liaison role between CFO, CRO, whatever your business would have, the CEO, and then the marketing team. Their objective as a marketer is really to drive business growth. It's not to make stuff. It's not to get impressions. And I always liken it to this example. If I'm a CMO, I walk into the room and I say, yeah, I know you wanted to make a million this year. Um, not sure what did it, but I made a lot of stuff. They are going to be fired. A CMO is like, we have this financial objective. We have this business growth goal. We're going to use marketing as a means to an end to achieve that. What marketing tactics will do that for us? How do we go about doing it? So that's really how you have to approach your marketing. You start with that end destination, that financial goal. You dig into your data. What's actually happening? Who's buying? Where are they buying? What's the average uh, order price or what's the average number of times they come to you? Using that data, you can then select the appropriate tactics. Now, if you're not somebody who is well-versed in marketing, awareness is likely the only tactic that you know, right? You're like, that's what you see. That's TV. That's print. That's social media. But there are over a dozen other ones. You can try to increase the buying rate. You can try to increase your market penetration. You can try to increase your market share, steal from a competitor. Um, I hate saying that way, but like try to gain more market share means you're taking it from someone else. You can try to increase loyalty, retention. There's lots of different things that you could be doing in your business to make money. It's not just an awareness game. So yeah, you use your data, start with your goal, use your data, 
that really informs your tactical selection. A marketing plan lays that out over 12 or 24 months. And then here's the next thing that most business owners don't realize. It changes. As your business grows, now when I say it like this, everyone's going to listen and be like, well, that makes sense. But most business owners don't think about it this way. As your business grows, your initial objectives will not remain the same. So your initial objectives when you launch is like, of course, people have to know about me. I have to get the word out. You're going to start getting those initial sales. As you grow and say you're a year, you're two years in, your objective should no longer be the same as when you were launching. You should be trying to increase retention. You should be trying to resell to the same people. You should be trying to enter a new market. You should be, there's lots of other things that you should be doing. So marketing plans are not one and done. Marketing plans are iterative. They change year over year. And most business owners come to me and they'll say, I don't know, I started with a website and social media and like, it's not working anymore. I'm like, of course it's not working anymore. <laughs> It has to change. You're now a different business than you were four years ago. Your goal should be different. Your destination should be different. And your marketing tactics will be different every time you change that goal. So that's one of the things that trips business owners up. They get stuck at awareness. They don't look at their data. And then they never change what they're trying to do. So this is so funny because, you know, when we're hiring employees within our business as we're scaling like often we're looking for a generalist we're like I need somebody to do this but this but this and like we're in that scaling stage and it's we're not hiring specialists we're not Ooh. like I'm hiring top of the line who can only do this until we're at you know maybe 10 15 staff then you're starting to get more granular yeah but it's so funny to me that we hire generalists but when we hire marketers we're hiring specialists like that's what stood out for me is like you're telling me that we are hiring like an individual who's really good at TikTok, but we don't even know if TikTok is like a part of the plan. Does that <laughs> yeah. make sense? And yes. we're like almost doing it completely backwards of how we would hire anybody else within our business as we scale. Like we need yes. the generalist. We need to put the plan in place. We need to hire somebody like yourself. So we're like, we actually have the plan. And I think what holds people back is like the willingness to put that money out because they're like, look, I, you know, I want to, but that means I'm spending a couple thousand dollars or more on the marketing plan, but then I don't have as much money to spend on implementation. But yeah. I would almost argue that it's like, it would be better to hire somebody to come up with a really good plan. And then you have to bootstrap the implementation because I could probably fumble my way around Instagram, but I may not make a really great marketing plan. And it's like, I probably, if I had to pick one or the other, you're telling me I need to invest in the plan and then build on the tactics. Is that right? Like, I, yeah, I, I'm following I you. Yes. I fumble my way around Instagram a bit until it's like, okay, it's producing enough that now I'm going to hire somebody to get leverage it and get more out of it. Yes. So there's two really important things that you said about like where to invest your resources. And truthfully, a marketing plan or having somebody come in and do that for you. Marketing is, is so odd as just like a career or like, I'll say just like a bunch of people because you're saying, Oh, you hire specialists. You don't know as a marketer until I'm 15 years in, this is when I know how to do it. 15 years, the first eight to 10 years of your career as a marketer, you have never connected it to financial objectives ever. 
junior marketers, and I'm talking all the way up to like senior AEs, maybe the director role is starting to get into the more financial picture. But because the tactics are selected last, they're filtered down. So a client say they already decided this is what we're trying to achieve as a business. This is how we're going to do it. Then they go find the marketer to execute it. So until you're maybe eight to 10 years into your marketing career, you're not the one making those financial decisions. You're the executioner of those ideas. You're shooting the commercial, you're doing the TikToks, you're doing all of that. So it's really hard to find somebody to like we hire specialists because it's really hard to find somebody. They're expensive people. 15 years in, you're an expensive person. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was my big, that's why the CMO lab is here. That was my big issue. I'm like, people are getting stuck because they cannot afford to have a CMO. They cannot afford often to have somebody come in and do this. But it is like you're saying, it's the critical piece because otherwise you have no idea what your marketing is doing. And you're like, I'm investing yeah. this money. I'm boosting things. I'm hiring the TikTok person. You have no idea what's working. You have no idea how to tell if it's working. You may have some sales coming in, but you can't control it. You really don't know what's happening. Your business isn't really on a roadmap. You're kind of like spaghetti against the wall and let's see what sticks. So it's a really critical piece, but it's one that, like you're saying, most business owners either can't invest in, they don't know that they need to invest in. And that was really my big issue. I was like, hey, the big boys or the big agencies this is how they do it. This is why they do it this way. This is how you drive business growth. And then six, seven figure businesses are kind of left to just try and figure it out on their own. I was like, that's not good. That's not how we stay in business. So I started the CMO lab to really democratize that. I'm like, everybody should have access to this understanding and learn how to think this way and um, either be able to implement it for themselves or junior marketers can start learning this a lot faster and answer the right questions or ask the right questions. Mm. Amazing. Okay. That is a great, I think we could talk a lot more about different tactics and approach, but I think this is a great place to just kind of finish off and have people like really reach out when they, for me, at least I'm like, wow, I think I've approached things wrong because I've been hiring the specialists. And so I think this is amazing. Lindsay, where can people reach out to you? Where can they find you? And where can they follow along? Yeah, so you can find me at www.thecmolab.co, not .com, .co. Thought that was cooler. So there we go. Um, So yeah, you can find me at the CMO Lab. That's my website. Learn more about courses and offerings. You can follow me on Instagram at the CMO Lab, no spaces or underscores. I drop marketing tips there. But to be honest, I'm the kind of person who I'm most of the time I'm off doing the client work. I'm on Instagram maybe like 5% of the time. So you'll get like a weekly tip from me. You can DM me, ask me any marketing questions you have, and I'll try my best to answer them. Um, But yeah, I love what you said about, oh, I think I'm approaching it wrong. Like I'm hiring the specialist. If anybody is listening and you are somebody who's like, I think I need to hire or I need to get this off my plate. If you cannot answer this question, then you need to look at the CMO lab. And the question is, why is this going to work? And if you cannot answer that, if you're like, I need to hire a TikTok person or a social media person, you go, why is this going to work for my business? And if you can't answer that succinctly with like, this is how much money it's going to make me, 
then you need to talk to me. <laughs> you need to talk Amazing. to me. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for making this available to, you know, businesses that maybe wouldn't have otherwise even been aware of the <laughs> lack of planning. <laughs> of course, of course. I mean, it's no fault of their own. I'm really yeah. passionate about, and I'm sure you are too, but as we know, like female entrepreneurs are starting businesses at a rate unseen. We're like 40% of the businesses that are started are started by women, yet only 2% of them ever reach seven figures. Like 2% of seven figure businesses are female founded. So we're starting businesses, but we're getting stuck somewhere. And, mm -hmm. um, I think this is a critical piece of the puzzle and I'm really passionate about not just starting businesses, but staying in business. And I know, I think you are too, you, the whole financial piece is really critical about how to sustain. So, you know, you kind of bootstrap yourself up and then things get serious and you have to really learn how to make what you're doing effective. Yes. Amazing. Okay. Thank you again for your time, Lindsay. And I hope everybody goes and follows along, but more so thinks of their marketing completely different after this episode. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the School for Small Business podcast. That's right. I'm saying thank you because I believe so heavily in small businesses and how they are the backbone of our community. And I am so grateful that you are taking the steps to make sure that your small business is here for the long run, supporting your family and your community. And I just love it. If you found any nuggets from this episode that were helpful to you, I want to ask you a favor. I want to ask that you share them with a friend because if you found them helpful, somebody else will as well. And it's that concept of the rising tide raises all ships. So please go ahead and share with a friend, whether it's on social, maybe you're sending them an email the old school way. I don't know. You want to send a letter, but any way you want to share, I would just be eternally grateful. And as always, like, please just shoot me a DM on Instagram. I love to chat with small business owners.